Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is the 20th of October this morning, and Izzy, well, we've done it all. We've done basketball, we've done a former league star coaching union. Um, we've done cricket and, of course, racing too. Very, very varied show this morning. Yeah, mate. It was a good show, actually. Loved chatting to Lance Hall Hire. Uh, obviously, everyone knows him from the league days, playing for the Warriors. 185 games for the Mighty Warriors. Went to two grand finals. 202 with Stacey Jones. And then, obviously, 2011 against the Manly Seagulls. Just being tripped up in the last hurdle, but mate, he's doing great things over in the United States, coaching rugby union for the Quinnis College men's rugby team. So it's good to chat to Lance about the future of American rugby. We also spoke to Peter Fulton, two metre Peter. How good was he? Canterbury <laughs> domestic cricket side take on CD this Saturday, starting their campaign, their season. The Mercury is getting hot and summer's. Seasonal cricket is on the horizon. Looking forward to watching that. And then coming up, mate. How good was Seth Partnow? Seth Partnow, he was so good talking all things NBA. He called it. We called it. Kevin Durant, MVP. So there you go. We know our basketball, Lee <laughs> and I. How good was that? Up the Lakers, though. They will get the job done. I'm a Lakers supporter. And then we got John Barry. Well, of course Johnny I'm Mav. John Barron, three. Barrier 5, I should say. Corsine Mav over there paying 31 bucks in the Cox Plate. Get up, Corsine Mav, and go, you beautiful thing, Probable. How good is that? You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Enjoy spring with Claritine Hay Fever and Allergy Relief at Chemist Warehouse. 60 tablets, now $26.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Wednesday, the 20th of October. It's just after 6 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show. Well, got some exciting news here. Got some exciting news here. Baz McCullum. The Baz McCullum, he lands in New Zealand on the 25th. 
And we're no matter what, we're going to get him back on the airways on the 26th, which is the next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, Baz McCullen will be back. Skip will be back. Looking forward to getting him back on the airways, getting him back on the show and bringing sport and, most importantly, some tips, some racing tips for you all out there. I know you've been missing them. We've been doing our best to hold our hold it down. Louis's been leading the way. Uh, Baz, he's going to be back and he's going to bring some gravy, as we like to call it. So looking forward to having Skip back. Stay tuned. We've got a wonderful Wow Wednesday show for you. Wednesday show for you today. We're going to be talking league. League fans, particularly Warriors and St. Helens fans, will be synonymous with the name Lance Ohio. Lance is now based in America. And get this, he's actually coaching rugby union. He's coaching the Quinnis College men's rugby team over in America. And uh, he is going to join us this morning, just after 7 a.m. Just after 7 a.m. this morning, he's going to have a catch-up and uh, tell us what he's up to, coaching side. He's with his family in America, and he had a very successful, obviously ended uh, his career with a lot of concussions at punch. Over in that grand final, St. Helens, that was a nasty, nasty blow. But be looking forward to chatting to Lance Ohio, Ohio, I should say, uh, later on this morning. And then after that, it's that time of the year as the mercury starts to heat up. It means summer of cricket beckons on us. Peter Fulton is the coach of the Canterbury domestic cricket side, and he joins us to chat about the campaign ahead starting this Saturday as they take on Central District CD. So looking forward to chatting to Peter Fulton, to meet up Peter, who absolutely destroyed us in the Black Clash last year, uh, earlier this year in Christchurch. So looking forward to having a bit of banter with Peter Fulton. He's a good man. Uh, after that, NBA fans will be very excited as the NBA season tips off. Today, Bucks, Nets, Lakers, Warriors. Doesn't get any better than that. A lot of talk on the court. A lot of controversy off it, particularly at the Nets and the 76ers. NBA expert will join us just after 8 o'clock to talk NBA. Up the Lakers. Up the Lakers. Let's go Lakers Nation, baby. Now, I was listening to Trudy's news about Ben Simmons at the 76ers. Just reading a quote here from Joel Embiid. At this point, I don't care about that, man. Honestly, he does whatever he wants. So there's a lot of animosity there at the 76ers with Ben Simmons. One game suspension for that. Well, I'd have him kicked out of my team. I don't want any luggage or any dehumidifier sucking all the moisture out of the air. And he seems to be one of those guys. Very selfish. Anyway, moving forward. Later on the show, Cox Plate this weekend. Kiwi Horse, Corsair Mav has drawn barrier number five. Proper build number seven, the luckiest barrier in Cox Plate history. So two Kiwi horses have a great chance. But this this time, 8.40ish, we're going to be chatting to John Barry, talking all things Corsine Mav. $31 at the tab, Corsine Mav, draw number five. So it has a good draw, has every chance to go over there and see where this horse is at. So we'll chat to John Barry later on in the show. So there you go. We've got a good show. Lance Hall higher. Peter Fulton, uh, we're going to be talking some NBA and then John Barry to bring it home. But like I say, every day, give us a text on double eight double three. A lot of chat about the NBA today. Uh, signings from Moana Pacifica, 
Sokopu Kefu signing for them. We're going to be talking about everything. So give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll talk NBA. Or give us a call on 0800-150-811 and uh, we'll have a great show. A great couple of hours together. But before then, I've got to cross over to the studio in Auckland. The lovely team, Trudy, is looking very fruitful this morning. Morning, Trudy. And uh, Louie, Joe and Keza. Good morning, morning team. Morning. It's amazing what a bit of sparkle can do, eh? All it is is just sequence. <laughs> yeah, sequence at disco. 6 o'clock like in the morning. Disco in the studio. Oh. Yeah, thought I'd bring out my Very rock good. party t-shirt. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, right. Why not? Spark right. things up for a Wednesday. It's a How party. are you, Izzy? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Got yeah, your cast a, off. Um, I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, I got my moon boot. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I got a moon boot on, and it just feels good just to be able to walk again. Like, just want. I'm very slow. It's it's still a little bit tender. Like when you take your cast off, you, you you've obviously lost all the muscle and you you've wasted away. So it takes a wee while to get used to it. And so the heels just getting used to it. But it just feels so good to just be able to sleep without a cast. The skin is horrible. Obviously, you saw my terrible toes under <laughs> <laughs> hanging out the cast. Um, I've you been getting a lot of banter for my toes. I know, I know, I know, I know. But look, I'm embracing it. I'm not hiding it. That's the goat. So obviously, you saw the ugly toe. I've called it the goat because it looks like a goat hoof. And it obviously stands <laughs> for the greatest of all toes. And <laughs> the greatest so that's of the all goat. toes. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goat. Um, but yeah, got the cast off, had my first swim yesterday afternoon, and um, I was really, really happy. Me and Tilly, she's a, a little water bug. She loves it. And um, we just really yeah, had a really good family day. I was, um, it, was, it, was a, it was a big old morning, big old shift, so it was just good to be able to relax with the kids and, and chill out. But how about you, Trudy? You have a good day? Yes, thank you. I just um, hung out with the kids as well. I obviously locked down still, nice. so no school, and then went to the beach yesterday afternoon with every other Tom, Dick and Harry, but I had my mask. Yeah. It's nice to get a bit of sunshine on your shoulders, eh? It was hot yeah. yesterday. Wasn't it? We went to the cricket nets, and it was it was um it's finally oh well school holidays. You love going the nets, eh? Oh, this <laughs> this time of year, I don't mind a net, and it's just you know yeah. I, I don't proclaim to be any sort of handy. What's cricketer. your go? What's your go? Yeah, what, what, oh, what just, are you? Just, bowler? Just, just oh, well, I, I don't play cricket. I just love. I've got my my flatmate and with my two of my best mates play well, you, cricket. Play are you cricket. like one of those guys, and you're like I'm an all rounder, mate. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I wouldn't even class myself as that. My two, my two good mates play for Cornwall, and um, they said so this time of year they like to net to get ready for their cricket season. And I just head along. I don't have the patience all the time, and also racing's on Saturday, so I wouldn't play cricket. Mm. Like I just, I can't give up. It would be very social. But um, go to the nets, come in off what, like a maybe like a little twelve step, little just a little jog, little kind of Chris Harris dibbly dobblies. Try use the try use the crease, mate. Come on, wide wide oh. angle. Maybe roll a few cutters, you know, fingers yeah. fingers down the seam, see what happens. Um, and then I always bat last because, I, like, I want to, you know, the, the other guys actually need to practice their batting. So I get in there and I just swing at everything. I reckon if you don't, if you're one of those guys that goes to the nets and, and just leaves and practices you leave, like, honestly, have a spell. Go, you need to, I, I get in the nets. I just want, I want willow on pill, you know, all day long. I just want to feel it. And um, no, I love it. It was good. It was warm. It was a good day in Auckland yesterday. Yeah, nice. I always enjoy a wee, um, a wee, um, a wee net session, eh? I always enjoy a wee net session in the summer. I always, probably about a week out from the Black Clash, I'll go down and have a wee practice and, and roll the arm over. Can't do too much. The old knee's no good and, and you mm. get the old side strain and, yeah. and the bodies get used. But you need to do something. You can't go straight into bowling four overs and, and trying to have a bat with nothing. But... um. 
I always enjoy them there. No, I don't know about you, but growing up, mate, me and my brothers, growing up, would have a would 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 wake up at like seven thirty in the morning, would have breakfast, and then we'd go outside and we'd play our backyard test match. And it was about three of us, so we'd play a test match. We'd play for three or four hours. You'd get a couple of batters. You'd play a couple of innings. You'd, you'd sit. You'd put fielders all around the field. So you put you go inside. You get the table chairs yep. out, outside. Yep. You take them outside, and yep. Mum will be spewing. Lay towels all the, down. All the furniture. Yeah. You lay towels down. Yep. Lay uh, the fadge. You know the fadges are out. You put a slip, and you can put like fielders all around the field. And oh, mate, we used to have so much fun just growing up. Just be out there for hours. Playing test matches, calling ourselves Nathan Astle or you know, Chris Harris, Craig Dillon's at the creek. Yeah, yeah. Harry, you know, like <laughs> it was it was awesome. I loved it. We used to um yeah, that's bang on, mate. And at this time of year it's you kind of feel like it's summer shoe cricket in the courtyard at school. So like we used to our bus used to drop <laughs> us off first and they yeah. just the the school and the teachers and the groundskeepers. Everyone just used to just be infuriated by these kids from Leithfield because we would be the first kids there at about seven thirty. So and then the bus mm. would go and do another run. So they dropped us off first because they didn't care about us, and we'd just play shoe cricket. And by the time the game was heating up, all the other kids were arriving at Rangiora High School, and we're hitting mm. bombs into windows, trying to bowl around people. <laughs> you know, year nine's just trying to go about their business, get to form class. We're playing right up to the bell. That's how you know it's summer in New. Zealand, eh? Cricket. Yeah. Cricket, just you start seeing balls flying everywhere. So, yeah, loved the Nets yesterday. It was good fun. Hey, what about, like, the, the amount of smash windows? And <laughs> just, I just remember my mum would be... Six and out. Yumi, because we'd just pump a ball straight through the window, <laughs> and then you'd have to do the old tricks, because we couldn't go get a new window, put the old cardboard up. Cardboard. Should be, <laughs> Some newspaper. You know, just... Sl- yeah, newspaper. You can't, you know, can't replace it for ages. Glad wrap the newspaper in the car. Glad wrap it up. But then, you know, like it gets a bit cold. You know, it gets a cold day, and you're sitting in your room. You're like, your mum's like, suck it up. That's what you get. That's what you get for smashing <laughs> the window. I reckon I had to go and, uh, go get some putty at some stage, and and didn't do a very good job. Try try get it sorted myself. But yeah, windows. It's not a good season for windows. Summer. Um, real yeah. bad season for windows. Is he a Texas come through here? Congratulations, Deputy Minister Dag. Do you know what that's about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know uh, the Sens team. The Sens team they had sports stars or sports players, ex sports players, whatever current past that could um, that could be part of cabinet. Could be part of cabinet. So they went through, and then I ran, they got me on the show yesterday, and I was like, oh, what did they want? I said, Kirsty Rates, can you come to the show? I said, what for? She said, we've done this uh, segment, Cabinet's Sports Stars. I was like, oh, yes, we went on. And so Paddy Gow went on the show, <laughs> and he said that I would be uh, Deputy Prime Minister. And I was like, Deputy Prime Minister, that's pretty, like, serious. That's a lot of responsibilities come with that. But then I figured out that it's, it's actually for a irresponsible kind of guy. I've got the clip. And a uh, guy that... <laughs> <laughs> I've got the clip. Right. Have a listen to Paddy G. How good is right. he? Deputy Prime Minister... I've been thinking about this for a long time today, and look, I don't necessarily know if this person would be good for the country, um, but, you know, Winston Peters has been Deputy Prime Minister before, and, you know, he he wasn't necessarily great for the country, but he was quite funny, uh, and that's what I'm suggesting, is he dag, uh, as Deputy Prime Minister, um, good at talking, likes Likes a, a, a late night out on the booze, a bit like Winston. Uh, really good at talking, very inconsistent, very, very inconsistent, uh, extremely inconsistent. You know, you never know what you're going to have. 
Uh, so I've been putting this gag in as a sort of a Winston Peters uh, kind of person in the Deputy Prime Minister. Oh. Cut that! Cut that! Cut that big oh. <laughs> He's lined Fair you up there. <laughs> <laughs> He's lined me up. See, here's me thinking, Deputy Prime Minister, I'm like, man, that's quite cool rolling. That's a real... That's a, that's a, I've got a lot of responsibilities here. I've got to make some decisions in life. But reality is you, you're making no decisions. You're sitting in the background just talk saying what you want, mate. And uh, <laughs> Winston Peters, if he's, yeah, wow. I was very, very surprised that I even got close to that role. I thought I would, someone tweeted a uh, message in yesterday, I would, I'd be Minister of Energy. <laughs> Fizz. Energy energy and resources. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh. What about Bears? They had him as um f- what was it? Finance minister or uh minister of um uh travel or whatever it was because he brings back all his rupee. I I did, found a bit offended on behalf of Stephen Fleming though that they'd put Ian Smith as prime minister. I thought we'd all decided by now that Flemo is Flem the PM. PM. Yeah. yeah, it's got a ring. Oh, they asked me. They asked me who would I have at pl- as Prime Minister. I said, Flem. I said, Flem. Honestly, he is such a smart operator. He is. He knows. Well, he's just He's just really switched on. But walking the fairways with him and just getting a bit more of an understanding. Yeah. He has that balance. He has that balance. He has a connection with everyone. But then he knows how to make those those big decisions when it comes to it. So, look, I, I, I put him as my PM. Instead, he Flem just he PM, got mate. Minister of Cohesion. Well, it's probably they could probably use a bit of cohesion in that uh, cabinet at the moment. Anyway, (laughs) yeah. um, (laughs) Actually, they kind of um, weird. That was weird yesterday, Trudy, to see the the national and Labour speaking Mm. of cohesion. They both parties, both major parties, are helping us build more houses, which is a good thing. Apparently so. Yeah, Yeah. I mean the 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 NIMBYs. The not in my backyardies won't be loving it, but we're going to build up and out, and we're going to get more homes for people like me that'll otherwise and Karen and Joe that otherwise would never be afford to buy a house, and your kids Trudy and your kids one day as um will be able to hopefully buy houses. So no resource consent, just chuck chuck just up chuck three up. three story houses, build it, just rack them and stack them. <laughs> wow, beautiful! Nah, they weren't getting on, mate. That was for the TVs. That was for the TV. <laughs> Hey, what about? Oh, look, I hate bringing it up. I hate bringing it up, but few few cases yesterday. Eh? Just a couple. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As you over your way, Trudy. North Shore, <laughs> letting the rest of us down. Yeah. Nah, they're not. They're, you're trying to. I noticed they they don't want wasn't the that party, was it? <laughs> I reckon the gyrating, the dry humping. That was. So, that I don't know. That was so crazy. I don't know if that causes COVID, but it's some sort of disease. Imagine being the father. Oh my. <laughs> Actually, I'd be shocked. Speaking of dry humping, Joe, turn your mic on. Please, don't hey, share this story. Oh, are you going to share this story? I think so. Yeah. Are we? No, wow. it's all good. They're not up. Yeah. They had a busy night last night. So this is this is Joe. Joe, this is Joe. No, our, no, no. Uh, don't. This, this is Joe, our panel. No. What you say? Corner. No, it's, oh, what? That's fine. It's, it's perfectly natural. Nah. 
Is he and Trudy say no? Wow. Wow. Okay, oh, here we go. All I'll say is, um, speaking of gyrating and weird stuff, Joe's lives in this flat with some other people. They're in lockdown, and look, it's fair to say that they're just all enjoying each other's company. Not all of them, but a couple of the flatmates. And and look, that's all right. It is what it is. But when Joe came to work today, he looked a little bit traumatised, and he (laughs) said he got a message from his girlfriend late last night, and it it was news that he probably didn't expect. So I feel a bit bad for Joe anyway, as long as they weren't at the North Shore party, and they are in the same bubble. So if anything, it's a play on. 19 minutes past six o'clock. <laughs> Baz and Izzy for breakfast. There you go. We've covered it all this morning, um, including Izzy as Deputy PM. You would be a great Deputy PM, is because you offer balance and you offer a you little see, bit. I've just made the decision to move on there, so exactly. hurry up, move on. And you said the term dry humping three times in 40 seconds. And it's just not, it's gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just don't overthink it. 19 minutes past 6 o'clock. Big show coming up today. Uh, Ben Simmons, he is wreaking havoc in the NBA. Seriously. That guy is, um, I know we we work for an Australian network and they love their Ben Simmons, but he, you got to be starting to question where his kind of loyalties lie. Izzy, you said we're missing Baz because we're missing his tips. Well, today, racing at Geelong, I don't just have one tip for you. I've got two, maybe even two and a half, three. Um, there are lots of ex-Kiwis and Kiwis racing at Geelong today, and i found a couple, so I'll dish those out just after 6.30. And um, as I say, Lancer, or as you said, Lancer higher up after 7. So plenty to go. And yesterday there was some news about Moana Pacifica, and we're keen to hear your opinion and thoughts on it after this. Is It is 20 minutes past 6 o'clock. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It is 25 minutes past 6 o'clock this morning. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, Izzy, you are right yesterday. Not great with the case numbers up in Auckland, but that's right. We will forge ahead. 0800 150 is the Kennard's High phone line. Where are all the basketball fans? NBA day. Gee whiz. It is an exciting day. Um, it's a great time in sport, American sport, because it's the time of year when you have all four codes going at the same time. So NFL's in full swing. The MLB playoffs, the Red Sox are giving um, Houston Astros massive headaches on offense. And, of course, hockey started and now basketball as well. So later on, we're going to want to hear from all you hoops heads on 0800 150 811, the Kennards higher phone line. But yesterday is we got a bit of our cool news for Moana Pacifica in a form of a very experienced footy player. Yeah, mate. And, and their squad is actually shaping up to be quite a nice looking squad and, and a lot of experience, a lot of youth as well, a lot of exciting players from around the country. And I'm loving the, the Hawks Bay Magpies uh, influence. I've got Nero Fumai in there, the Solomon Funaki. Um Hawks and maybe Lincoln McClutchy going there. How good that Eddie Ataro Nari. Uh, and they've just obviously signed a big, big signing for them. And this is going to do wonders for, for the side, particularly in the in the front row areas. Sakopu Kefu. Sakopu Kefu, he played 110 tests for the Wallabies. He's played over 295 first-class games, started in 2006. And he brings a ton of knowledge and experience to that side. And I know Aaron Major will be relying on him quite a bit throughout this campaign and so look I'm I'm looking at the squad and then they have got some talent and there's going to be a lot of questions uh, you know asked of them and 
when you always uh, bring in a new squad together, there's going to be a, th- a few things thrown at them, a few curveballs. Have, are they going to be strong enough? But when I'm looking at this squad and how it's shaping up at the moment, I think they're going to do all right. Christian Leliofano as well, running the cutter at 10, and his experience to be able to help a young guy if they do get Lincoln McClutchy or Danny Tawala in the back line. Um, Stacey Ely maybe. There's players around. So, look. Um, I'm, I think this squad's shaping up really nice and, and with the new signing of Sakopi Kefi, just a little bit of icing on the cake. So I'm looking forward to yeah seeing what they got coming out next in a couple of weeks and um, and, and their, sh- their squad's shaping up really nice. And you've got Fiji Drua on the other side and, and their announcements. Ha- don't really know too much about their announcements. I'll get some inkling of their major signings. But, mate, two quality sides coming into the competition. I think they're going to hold their own. Is I reckon the difference here what the Moana Pacifica are doing from other kind of, um, well, Super Rugby uh, um, upstarts in the f- past is like a guy like Sakopi Kepu who is has seen it all. He's been there. He's not necessarily yeah. going to come on and play a hundred minutes and, and change games for you, but more off field like that stability when you're trying to start a franchise off the field probably is more important than on the field in the first couple of years. Do you think? Yeah, 100%. And, and that's what you need. You need guys that have been there that have, that have done it because you can't you, – like, you can. You can bring in a squad and, and with a lot of youth, and, they, they you know, they're going to bring a lot of excitement. But when the pressure's on and you're going to be in those pressure moments, you need guys that have been there before, that have done it, that have been in those uh, situations when the, when the times are going tough. And they're going to go through that a lot throughout this um, starting campaign for, for themselves, Moana Pacifica. So when you got guys like Christian Lelafano, Sakopi Kipu, who has been to World Cup finals and have been in those situations, mate, it's only going to do wonders. So that they're more there. Like obviously, you just t- spoke about they obviously got game. They've got ability. They've still got a lot to add in the game, but it's off the field where these guys will make the most impact. Off the field, just teaching these young kids, um, you know, what it takes to prepare for a game. Talking to Ash Dixon after the game last week, he said, it's taken those, the Hawks Bay Magpies, it's taken them two to three years to get those younger players and understanding what it takes to prepare for a game. Because that's the thing. A lot of these guys come in there, they've got talent. Everyone's oozing talent. But it's that little detail off the field, preparation, nutrition, training, rehab, those little things, analysis, getting you in the ca- getting on the computers, looking at detail, looking at, the, at footage of training, looking at footage of teams, oppositions, trends. Little things like that that those players will be able to pass on to the to the um, younger players and build them up. So it's like a yeah, it's a circle of life, man, and, and it's good. And those boys off the field will make a huge impact. So true. It's like a, it's its own very own ecosystem rugby, and you've mm-hmm. been in the environment, and you you know even you going back to speak to those uh, Crusaders Academy guys in, in the weekend. It's all part of it, and and well, I guess when we get older, mate, like our bodies don't do the things we used to. So we have to be a lot smarter about the yep. way we do things. And, and and these guys are smarter at how, how they use their body, their knowledge, how they play the game. You you know, we used to be able to run around players. Now there's other ways we've got to try and um, make gains in the game. So uh, they're a lot smarter when you get a lot of, bit more experience. So, you know, it's good, man. I'm excited. Can't wait to watch it. Beautiful stuff. There you go. 29 minutes away from seven. Congratulations, Moana Pacifica. Great signing. Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 811 on the Kennards Higher phone line. Fiji, Drua, and, uh, of course, Moana Pacifica. Who are you excited to see? 
And who do you think they should mm-hmm. sign? Is there anyone out there that you would like to see these teams pick up from um, that? You know, the Pacific regions? Is there anyone that you haven't seen signed yet that you want to give them a tip? Let us know. We would love to hear from you. Right now, it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from seven o'clock. Welcome to your Wednesday with Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is soon enough going to be part of Baz and Izzy for breakfast yet again, and it w- I won't feel a little bit like I'm kind of cheating you by saying that. Izzy's been here the whole time, broken foot and all, and uh, your your ankle's out of the cast, mate. You're feeling nimble. You're in the pool yesterday with your lovely daughter, giving her the up de- uppy doos. Was it the <laughs> yeah, the uppy dudes, mate. Oh, yeah, nah, it's, it was cool. It, I feel so much better just just getting up and being able to walk instead of having <laughs> to get on that ugly scooter, mate. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> scooter gang, no more. You can hand that back. Put it out the front with the uh, the with the, the scene of the get the scene of the crime with that motorbike that's rusting out there by the gate. That's gone, mate. That's gone. It's <laughs> <laughs> long gone. All right. I've got a bit here to get through is it's a loveracing.nz thoroughbred update. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. I've got some tips. I kind of, I, look, Baz is coming back and we need to get back in the habit of tipping winners. So I'm, I've found a couple at Geelong today that are very much of the mould that the Lion Tamer and Baz were going down when they were tipping out winners. Chris Moore, these aren't from Chris Moore, but I think they're the sort of mould that he has been using, which is Kiwis in Australia. So i got a couple there, which I'll get to you very soon. Just a quick update, uh, gutting news yesterday for Cup Week down in Christchurch. No fans on course. There might be some select few at Rickerton um, just due to the uncertainty around COVID-19, the restrictions for operating at level two. Rickerton uh, Jockey Club have made the decision to restrict attendance for the, the Canterbury New Zealand Cup meetings being held on the 6th, 10th and 13th of November. They will be able to have some limited crowds, but I assume they will be mostly for owners. So pretty sad. Um, you won't be able to, and look, I know growing up uh, how much of a big week it is down there is. It is a real kind of cultural touchstone of a week, isn't it? Heartbroken, mate. Heartbroken. That is the greatest week to be a Cantab, to be in Canterbury, to be in the South Island. It is, uh, yeah, I'm heartbroken. But hey, that won't stop us. That won't stop us Saturday. Where are you? Who who asked the one to come to my house for a party? I'm gonna have a party on the Saturday, so there you go. I'll be still <laughs> celebrating. I have the horses on the TV, and I'm gonna dress up, and I'm gonna really get into it. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it's stopping me, Jacinda. There you go, Daggy. Get up and about. Um, so the, everyone's invited. Well, everyone's invited. It's in a hooker. Be like that guy that sent me a letter. Go just, to a hooker. You just, might find me. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, that, I'm just applying for my business travel exemption. It's, and it's yep, I'm there. Not that big of a place, so you can just drive around for, for hours until you see the. Just find the biggest house, and that's Stephen Fleming's in the sec, uh. second biggest house, and that's Izzy's. So. <laughs> that pool looks pretty nice. <laughs> um, so that's oh. what's going on at Cup Week. Now, uh, the barrier draw for the Cox Plate's been done.
Sun is. So we've got John Barry coming up later. Yep. There's been a little bit of the Australians. God, they, they get on your nerves, don't they? They redline yeah. those Aussies. They're having a little bit of a crack at Coolsign Mav saying, oh, should he be in the field? Yes, he should be in the field. He's won three Group 1s, the last two in New Zealand. If he shouldn't be in the field, I don't really know what should be in the field. So Coolsign Mav has drawn barrier number five, and probably, you said it at the top, is the most successful mm. barrier in the Cox Plate history. Number seven. Yeah. The only thing is we are on weather watch doing whatever the the opposite of a, we, a rain dance is. So what's it looking like, mate? What's it looking like weather-wise? It's you, not... Can you predict it, Jim Hickey? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jim Hick. Yeah. Uh, it's not that bad, but there is still a chance of rain Friday. I think last night when I looked, cut a few mils on Friday and then Saturday morning, some light rain. Look, th- they just need a good track. A good track would be... If we can hang on to a good track, probably it was a red-hot chance in this field. Um, Zaki has drawn barrier six. Moonga has drawn barrier four. Very elegant drawn barrier nine, which, look, it isn't that bad because she does like Claria to run. She can get a little bit restless. Animo, barrier 10. He, goes, he can go back and go forward. He's versatile. So, look, it's a very exciting field. It's a great Cox Plate field and one that's got mm. plenty of chances. Before the end of the show, can you rock out the official song again, like you did yesterday? Daryl Braithwaite? Yeah, the horses song, because you're actually quite a good singer. I'm not a good singer. Should we do it in Trudy's World? Yeah. Cool. We'll play yeah, we'll do it in Trudy's World. Oh, His singing is next this. level. Oh, Daryl Braithwaite, you must know horses. It's the great... It's, the, it's an the official song. I haven't heard you sing. Oh, no, I, oh, no, I don't song. sing. Trudy, Trudy's actually being facetious. <laughs> I'm not a good singer. So, you, you though, Lizzie. Now, good word, you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's what you are being. <laughs> um, anyway, Geelong today. Do you want one tip now? Should I litter them throughout the show? I want your best tip. Right now? Right now. How womatic. Race eight. How womanatic? How womanatic? Womanatic. It's uh. It's, it's got a woman in the title. Woman tick. <laughs> Jai McNeil does the riding. The cash is on here, Izzy. It's second up. Yeah. It's second up record. It's four starts for two wins and a third. Jai McNeil does the riding. Ma Eustace. Um, it's got a, a look. Barrier nine. It's drawn out a little bit, but it's a stakes race down there today over twelve hundred meters. It is a good horse. What's the pain? The distance, it loves the distance. I think it's probably been set for this race. It's been punched in from 360. You can still get 270 now. Um, could be worth, could be just be worth, I don't really know. I'm not too sure. I don't have an excellent read on whether it's going to get beaten up much shorter than that. So it might, you might get a little drift, but I liked it. I circled it. It loves the distance. Five starts, three wins for us and a second. It goes well, fresh up. It's going to uh, second up rather. Um, so it's one, twi- uh, one, one, three starts, one win and a second, second up. It's not actually fresh up. I lied. Um, but it loves the distance. It loves the course. It just looks like it's been set for this race. Good rider, good stable. The money's on. Follow your leads. So that's not the New Zealander, but that's race eight, Howamatic. And I've got a couple more I can drop throughout the show, including, well, Baz has got Defibrillate Racing again for his place in the Melbourne Cup. So there you go, Izzy. That's what I'm leading off with today. Ah oh, man, I've given the flip the flip on the right. Well, who's this? Uh, a few chances, mate. Oh, how's it looking? Is it gonna? It's gonna get us over the line this time, or, or what? Well, if you don't back it, it will. So, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll stay off it. I'll stay off it. No, mate. 
It's a big weekend. Big weekend. Very elegant's coming to five fifty. So yesterday it was eight bucks. Yeah, that was come right in. Which you said after the barrier has been drawn that it will probably come come in. So it's yeah, five fifty paying. Still good money. Animo's four eighty and Izaki's two fifty. So look, I'm looking forward to this. Eh? It's gonna be cracker. Look at Zade. <laughs> Zade, he's read the time. He knows what time it is. It's time for Quizzy Dag. All right. 0800 the Kennard's High phone line. Racing at Geelong today. Of course, there's racing here at Tauranga as well. Don't forget that. Go and have a bet there. But there's so much happening. It's Cox Plate Week, so we're going to be talking about punting all week. Get used to it. It is 18 and a half away from seven. <laughs> It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because there's Satan in the bag. Oh, 800 150 Eight eleven now, give it a go. Yes, it's that time in the morning, and Zade knows what time it is because he must set his alarm. He must set his alarm. Six forty quiz. Get the phone line. We're going to give a call. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. And Zade was the first caller, so he gets the first opportunity. Good morning, Zade. Good morning. You're you're correct. I do set my alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Good man, mate. I love it. That is organisation. That is preparation. You deserve the first shot, mate. right? Good answer. Luck. Here we go. Yep. Which former White Fern scored the first century in the season in this season's Big Bash League? Um, oh. Rachel Priest. Yes. Well done, Zadie. Question number two: Who is defending champion? Who are the defending champions of the Plunkett Shield? Of the Plunkett Shield. Is it the Wellington Firebirds? No. Oh, okay. No, sorry. Sorry, Zaid. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Cool, mate. Craig, good morning, Craig. Morning, Izzy. How are you? Morning. Good. How are you, bud? Good, mate. Good. Con- yeah, congratulations good luck, mate. on your promotion. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. <laughs> what, what, you see me as DP, mate? What, what do you reckon? Sorry? Is that what you're, you're talking about? Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. You obviously got a lot of confidence in me with, that, uh, with the answer there. I can't wait to hear. Here we go, mate. Question number two. Who is defending champions? Who are the defending champions of the Plunkett Shield? Uh, Canterbury. Well done. Question number three. Good luck with this one. Who has played the most Premier League matches of all time, taking the field 653 times? He must be a foot bugger. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'd say that Ryan Ryan Giggs. That's not a bad answer. No. Not a bad answer, though, Ryan Giggs. No, it's not Ryan Giggs, mate. Thanks, Craig. David, good morning, David. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, Dave, how are you, bud? I'm pretty good, thanks. I reckon the awesome. answer's Gareth Barry. <laughs> oh, you reckoned right, mate. Well done, yeah. well done. <laughs> Were you a bit like this? Wait, hold on, wait there. 
Was that you? <laughs> no, no, I did know that because I think he um he only just retired recently. Yeah, nah, well done, mate. That's a great, great answer. Here we go. Question number four. Yeah. Who will David Fusatua play for in the English Super League? Uh, the Leeds Rhinos. Yes. Here we Good go. Bad. Question number five. Which Olympics did Usain Bolt win his first gold medal? The year in host city. I need the year in the host city. Five. Okay. Yeah. It would be Beijing, two thousand eight. <laughs> Come on down. Yes. Come on Come down, on David from Christchurch, <laughs> my man. How good! Well done, no, man. How, how good was that? What are, you, what are you going to put it on? on the bounce. Yeah. Not three on the bounce. I, um, yeah. I'm thinking maybe some um, 2020 cricket this weekend. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, who are you yeah. thinking? Who are you going for? What, what are you leaning into? Uh, Got a wee tip for us? I, I, I like a high bat, so probably something high bat. Who have the black caps got first? India. They face India, India first oh, up. A, so it's a, a toughie first up, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a toughie. That's a toughie first up. Yeah. But I reckon we'll go good. Daryl. We'll go good. I think... I think the spinners, I think the spinners will play a big part in this tournament. But yeah, they got India, so it'll be a tough one. But good luck anyway, mate. Appreciate your time, David. Hey, thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Have a great Have day. Have a good day, mate. Oh, you too. Thank See ya. you, David. I mean, that was a clinic, really, wasn't it? Gareth Barry. That was. That was. Gareth Barry. Yeah, six hundred and fifty-three games, mate. Wow, that is outstanding. That is Who is all- it? it oh. There'd be someone who's... It was Ryan Giggs. I wonder what he... Oh, I have to have a look. What a, how many gigs he played? Because that's a great answer too. It is a good answer. I think he's second on the list, so he's, he's not far off at all. That was Quizzy Dag, another day done. Not happy with your hair loss, mate. Today, your turning point in search. Ashley and Martin online. We love their support with Quizzy Dag. Back after this with Trudy's World. Yeah, we're coming up to the news at 7am. Lance O'Hire is coming up after 7am. He's a legend. You want to hang around for that. And uh, we're going to talk NBA as well. All you hoops heads, you'll be waking up now, about now. We want you to tune in and let us know what you think of our hot takes, our NBA hot takes right now. It's, it's true as well. 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 Well, I'm really talking to the audience now. Married at first sight. You guys watch it? <laughs> I, I actually do. I thought you might. It's a secret yeah. guilty pleasure. Well, Married at First Sight New Zealand was a couple of years ago. It hasn't been on for a while. But the best season was when Brett and Angel got together. Um, yeah. That cute wee couple. Angel gave up her flash Auckland life. She moved to Christchurch with this woodcarver dude, Brett. Now they're having a baby. Um, and four years ago in another life before finding news here at SCNZ, I narrated the whole three years of the series. I was the tonight on Married at First Sight lady. I was the narrator. So that officially makes me the baby's auntie. I think I've decided. Right. Okay. Um, Judith Collins. We don't call her Judy. We call her Judith Collins, don't we? Um, have you seen her new look? <laughs> she's She was just up oh. on TV before. Strawberry blonde. She's got rid of that real harsh blonde. She's now strawberry blonde. It's taken 10 years off her and she looks amazing. Um, and you promised some singing up to the news, Louis, because Cox Plate this weekend. I, look, I'm Darryl not, not going to sing, but just so everybody knows what we're talking about. 
This is Daryl Braithwaite. It's a, a sing. certified tune. It is an absolute tune. And I'm not going to sing, but I'll, the, I do appreciate this person here. Nothing better than belting out horses in the shower on a Saturday morning before a big day on the punt. That's exactly right. Is he, this is this is the the song for the punt. The official Darren song. Darren <laughs> Mixing with the news yeah. jingle. Nice, nice try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way up in the sky, little darling. It's a tune. How can you not sing it like All right, I'll do a little bit of singing because it is a tune. All right. This is the one, Izzy. This is the one. Horses, Daryl Braithwaite. you got to pump it out if you're going to have a big day on the punt. Or if you're going to drink a coffee, make cafe coffee not far away. Lance O'Hire after that. It is the news with Trudy for Kubota, though. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand with Daryl Braithwaite. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is just after 7 a.m. here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Wednesday, the 20th of October. Sorry, I got the dates wrong. They're playing Pakistan on the 27th of October and then India on the 1st. And looking forward to that Pakistan game because obviously the cancelled tour is going to be fireworks galore in that first match for the Black Caps in that T20 World Cup. So 20, T20 up against Pakistan on 27th and then India on the 1st of November. So looking forward to that. And then coming up on the show, we got a bit more cricket. A bit more cricket. Peter Fulton is the coach of the Canterbury domestic cricket side. He joins us to chat about the campaign ahead starting this Saturday as they take on Central District CD. And then we're going to be talking a little bit of NBA. NBA later on the show. The NBA season Tips off today. We've got the Bucks v. the Nets, the Lakers v. the Warriors. And, well, if you're an NBA fan, get in touch. Let us know who you're looking forward to, who's your team, who the MVP early candidates are, and who you're looking forward to. A player to watch. A player to watch. A player to watch. So tell us your player to watch, and we'll let you know later on the show when we start talking the NBA because I love my NBA. Up the Lakers. Cox Plate this weekend as well. Kiwi Horse Corsair Mav has drawn Barrier 5. Can the three-time Group 1-up win do the unthinkable? John Barry will join us to talk about Corsair Mav and the Australians throwing, her, throwing it right under the bus. Uh, they got no idea. Aussies, anyway, we don't listen to too much that they say, but before then, we've got to cross over to Lance Horhaya. Everyone will know his name, synonymous with League. He is a league champion. He's done many things in the game of league. 185 games for the Warriors, 80-odd for St. Helens in the Super League in a stellar career. With the All Blacks in the U.S. this week, we we're wondering about what Kiwis we have over in America applying their trade in the growing sport of rugby in the land of the free. And although this might not have been who you would first think of, but that's what makes it all more interesting. The Huntley Hurricane, yes. Lance Horhaya is in America, and he is doing great things over in America. He is coaching Rugby Union. We've tracked Lance down, and he is with us now. G'day, brother. Izzy, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? How's America? Yeah, it's good. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's getting to 
start to cool down over this way, we'll be uh, heading into some, some snow shortly. So I'm, I'm not looking too forward to that, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, other than that, mate, it's going, it's going really well. Mate, what, what, what made you venture to America after leaving England and having a successful career? I thought you might have wanted to just come home, but you stopped halfway and went to America. What made you go there, bud? I did, mate. Yeah, married an American woman, so um, oh, nice. ended up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and and uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a nice little city, um, and uh, not not too much rugby here that originally when I first moved here, but it's grown a lot, yeah. and yeah, it's a good good little place to raise a family. Uh, my boys are pretty settled here, so um, you know, I guess this is this is home for the foreseeable future. Put it that way. Nice, man. And I see you're doing a bit of coaching. You went over, you've done a bit of coaching in the league since, and now um, you're coaching rugby, you're coaching a college outfit, the Aquinas um, college team. How's that going for you, mate? And what yep. else have you been up to while you've been over there? Yeah, it's good. I mean, uh, so I've been coaching, yeah, full-time for this. This will be my fourth year. Um, prior to that, I was, you know, doing some real estate, personal training, and I was coaching as well, but it wasn't full-time. Because um, yeah, there's no rugby league here in Michigan, which is obviously why I got involved in, in union. Uh, you know, played a bit of union growing up through high school. So, but it, it had been a while since I'd since I'd played. Um, that's going really well. Yeah, I coached a team across town called Davenport University. I was there for three years, and then Aquinas is a brand new rugby program this year. So they came knocking on my door pre-Christmas, and um, you know they they've been looking to introduce rugby uh, into the athletic program for, for a few years and uh, seemed like a good time to do it in the middle of, of the pandemic, right? So, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> kind of how that went. Um, but it's been going really well. We're, we're building the roster. I've uh, got some really good boys on the team. Got some Southern Hemisphere recruits coming in in January for us, which is the spring semester. So so I'm excited. We've got to uh, hopefully get some New Zealand boys over this way too. That's what, That's what I'm trying to do. Yep. Let's talk about the game of rugby in the United States. It's the fastest growing sport over in America um, with the with the new competition, the Major League Rugby uh, competition hanging over there. There's a lot of Kiwis you know, applying the trade in the States as well, mate. Have you been impressed with how fast it's grown yep. and the talent around America? I have, for sure. Yeah, I think the first year, um, you know, obviously having come from New Zealand and, and, and watched a lot of rugby, um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't quite up to that standard uh, the first year for, for obvious reasons. The new program and um, you know, I think I think it has it's grown a lot in, in the last few years. And um, coaching here has been an improving, money's improving, the standard of, of the rugby is improving year upon year. Uh, you know, professionalism is growing, uh, and, and the collegiate rugby scene, which is what I'm involved in, is is the um, essentially the pathway to to major league rugby now and. Yeah, some really good talent. You know, some really good talent playing university rugby. You know, and, and for the most part, those boys are all going on to play who 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 want to go that path. So those boys are going on to play and, and being picked up by by these professional teams. So, yeah, a lot of good coaching around, uh, a lot of good players, and, and I see it continuing to grow over the next uh, you know few years here. Do you get a lot? Are you, are you sensing a, a real big belief and buy-in that that rugby in the United States is actually a potential? opportunity for these players and, and you know you got the major sports the baseball the nfl um athletics you know you got all the big sports over there the basketballs that are, that are big big organizations do you see now that a lot of a lot of athletes and, and particularly 
rugby players around America are believing, okay, there's actually a potential opportunity here to make a career out of this? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think even, you know, like obviously uh, athletic programs around the country, ourselves, Aquinas, and there's one down the road, Adrian College, are two new brand, you know, brand new rugby programs, uh, Nickel Varsity programs, so they're fully funded by the school, uh, two brand new varsity programs just in Michigan alone. So, you know, I think schools and, and are getting on board with, with the popularity of the sport and, you know, rugby's on, on TV now on the weekends. When I first moved there, it wasn't. Um, you know, Major League Rugby's on, on CBS Sports on, um, you know, Saturday afternoons, Sunday afternoons. Uh, and they compete with the other sports, obviously, but I think they've done it well um, doing it through the summer because they're not competing with a lot of uh, of the mainstream American sports. So, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, a lot of kids that I know and coach, you know, a few boys that I've coached um, in the early years have gone on and they're playing in Major League Rugby now. So, so the pathway's there. Uh, I, I don't think the money is is as good as it, as it could be, um, you know, but I think over the years, there's certainly going to be, you know, a viable option for boys to earn some good money and um, have a good career playing, playing footy that way. Yeah, nice. I can see it turn into an absolute behemoth uh, competition. You spoke about it, competing with Japan's America. When they see something, they see an opportunity, they do it big. They do it big. So I'm looking forward to, to watching it, mate. I want to talk to you about you transitioning into, into coaching. From you know, you played a lot of your career yep. playing league. How has that transition been yep. from playing league and understanding league to coaching rugby union now? Yeah, it was obviously um, you know a, a bit of a, a bit of a change for me. Um, thankfully, I've got a, a good friend of mine here. He's a Kiwi boy. He's from Christchurch. Um, he's my forwards coach. So you know, when I first took over the job, uh, and he's been with me for both teams. So when I was at the first school that I was at, um, you know, I said, "Hey, mate." Uh, you know, I need some I need some help with these scrums and lineouts. So you wanna you wanna come and do some coaching with me and um and he's been a great resource for me. You know, he's done a lot of the IRANS courses back home and, and um coaching courses and, and he played he played, you know, obviously the sport a lot a lot longer than me. So so he's been great for me and, and my development and obviously I've had to learn and grow and, and understand the game um, you know, as quickly as possible too over the last six years, which I which I have done. And, um, you know, I, I predominantly take care of the backs, you know, and our attacking structure and our defensive systems. And then, you know, scrums and lineouts, I, I have I have my man that I that I lean on for, for that stuff. And, and he's been doing a fantastic job. So, uh, and we bring in some really good recruits too, boys from all around the world, you know, England boys, um, South African boys, Australian boys, Kiwi boys. Um, so that helps too when you bring in that quality and, and they understand that, you know, they're kind of, you know, assisting in some of the coaching aspects of, of the the stuff that we've got to do as well. Um, but, yeah, and I think the game is changing a little bit. You know, you've seen with these rules, that, mm. you know, the 50-20 rules that, you know, the, and the, the dropout, the goal line dropout rules now. I mean, that's that's a lot like, you know, how I how I played when I was, yeah. I was playing league. So, you know, I'm certainly incorporating a lot of those those things into, into our game. Um, you know, a lot of our attacking structures and plays and systems, you know, it, it mirrors a lot of the stuff that, that, that the league teams have done over the years. And, I think now you're seeing, you know, rugby being played with a little bit more structure as well with, with the way that they attack. And so, yeah, just essentially just copying what, what all the professional teams are doing, what the top teams are doing. I watch a lot of video, you know, do some homework and, um, you know, give it a shot. And the boys seem to, seem to really enjoy that. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It, it. it was a bit of a steep learning curve in the beginning, but I feel like I've, uh, yeah. I've, got, I've got a better handle on things now. Oh, nice, man. Oh, we're talking to Lance Hall. Hiya. Ex-Warrior, ex-St. Helens legend, 
If you've got any questions or memories, give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll get those to Lance. He's currently over in the States coaching rugby union. Made uh, the, the All Blacks. The All Blacks are in Washington, D.C. They're playing against the Eagles. Yep. How do you see the Eagles uh, performing for this game? Have, you reckon they've got a pretty solid squad to match the world champs? Oh, not the world champs. Ex-world champs. Uh, current number two in the world. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would like to think so. Obviously, they've had some disappointing losses here uh, recently. And, you know, I, I know, you know, some of the players on the team and the coaching staff and, and guys that are involved with that setup, and, and I know that they're probably hurting from that and disappointed. And mm. uh, I'd like to think that this is a great opportunity for them, right, to, to kind of bounce back. So, um, you know, tough team to do it against, the All Blacks. They're, they're, they've been performing really well, and, and, and I obviously can't, you know, can't see them, some, see them losing the game. Um, but I'd like to think, you know, that, that that the USA have got enough talent there to, you know, put a really good performance together, you know, at home. Um, it's going to be a great spectacle, obviously. Everyone's going to be watching. Uh, a lot of people that, you know, obviously follow rugby here in the US will, will have all will have their eyes on that game. So I think that'll that sense of pride within the team should should sort of um, you know come to the come to the front of the the table there. And um, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to think that they're going to. You know, perform as well as they can, as well as I, as well as I know they can. Um, but as I said, I, I don't think it's going to be you know quite uh, quite enough to beat the All Blacks. Um, yeah. But I'm anticipating them you know performing well. Is there a lot of hype around the All Blacks being in America? Does does it create a lot of interest around the country? Obviously, huge huge country America is, but does, obviously does it create a little bit of hype with them being there? It does. I mean, obviously, probably not mainstream. You know, I'm not seeing it on the news or anything at night. Um, you know, with yeah. with the with the mainstream media. Um, but there's a there's a huge rugby following here in America. You know, there are, there are a lot of rugby fans. There are a lot of people that obviously know about the All Blacks and follow the Eagles. Um, so within all the circles that that I'm in, yes, it's certainly you know a lot of people are you know heading over that way. You know, unfortunately, you know we got we got. We've got training that week with the school. You know, my team is, is training that week, and obviously I've got kids and young kids in school too, so yeah. I, I'm not able to get over there. I'd love to be there too, but um, yeah. I know a lot of people that are that are heading over there, and I'm sure, you know, with whatever capacity that they're able to have, it, it will be pretty full. Um, and the game should be should be televised, uh, yes, on, on mainstream cable, as they call it here in the U.S., so I'm looking forward to being able to watch that. Um, you know, but, but, but the hype is there for sure. Everyone obviously knows... You know, the All Blacks are probably here, considered the most famous yeah. rugby team in the world. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, there's some there's some interest there for sure. Nice, bro. Well, let's talk about the Warriors. Before we let you go, we're going to talk about the Warriors. You played 185 games for the NRL side. What's your take, bud? What's your take? Yeah. And what are you hoping to see come this new season? Pretty tough times with the boys having to be based over in uh, Australia, based in Redcliffe and Brisbane. Um, yep. What are you hoping? Key signings you're wanting to see. Sean Johnson coming back. Maybe you would have played with him. And what are you hoping to see? I did. Yeah, I just, I guess, you know, obviously I'd like to see the team do well. You know, I want to see them reach their mm. potential and, and perform as well as I know they can consistently. And that's, I think that's what all of us, you know, Warriors fans are. I'm, I'm a fan now to myself. And, you know, it is disappointing to see um, the team not reaching their potential. And, and I think that that's probably the, the key frustration for most of the fans around the country and those that follow the team. Um, but, you know, with the, you know, you just with the coaching staff and, and the resources that they have available to them, yes, COVID was challenging, obviously. 
Um, not an ideal situation, but I mean, there's probably some some good things that you can take out of that as well, and you just got to you know use those and, and um, use those those to your benefit as much as possible. So yeah, hopefully Sean's going to come back. You know, he's going to bring that maturity and and uh, I think the, a little bit more stability in his game. And obviously, re- losing Roger was a was a big loss. Yeah. Um, I think that that that's going to hurt the leadership of the of the group a little bit. Um, but you know, also give someone else an opportunity to stand up right and and, and show what they're made mm-hmm. of. And I think bringing Sean back was a smart move by um, by the coaching staff and the recruitment the recruitment guys. So um, yeah, I'm hoping they can I'm hoping they can you know go deep into the finals and, and uh, put themselves in a position to to, to win a trophy because you know I'd love to see that for sure. You played in 02 and 11, bro, and you played in the successful years when the Warriors nearly went all the way, but you, you had a, a, a great squad, great team culture. What are those one things from those years yep. that you could take and you could try and instill into this current day uh, New Zealand Warriors side? Yeah, I guess it's, um, you know, like you talked about culture. Like, culture's a big thing, you know, winning culture. You know, and that, that, that starts from the very top. You know, the coaches have to, you know, set those standards and expectations early um, yeah. and be, you know, very strict with those. You know what it's like in the All Blacks culture. You just, these are our standards and that's it. If you're below yeah. that, then can't be here or, or you don't belong here or you have to yeah. get above that line and, and figure out ways figure out ways to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess... Uh, the thing that we had as well was we had a really good mixture of, of, of youth and experience. Uh, we had a really good mixture of, you know, Australian boys and Polynesian boys and New Zealand boys. And um, so, so, so it's a, it's a tough one. And I think, you know, I think with, with the squad that they've got, um, the talent is certainly there. The ability is there. Uh, it's just a matter of, yeah, building that winning culture. And it just, it does, it takes time. And they probably haven't had a lot of that recently. So yeah. yeah, I would say they've got a lot of work to do. They've got a lot of work to do this this preseason um, to, mm. to, to lay that foundation and set those standards and and try and build off that. Yeah, nice mate. Love that little insight. You've been there. You've done that, mate. So I'm sure they'll take that on board. But we've got a question, mate. We've got a quick question for you before we let you go. What American car sure. do you drive? <laughs> what American car? Um, I drive yeah. a Jeep Cherokee. So I don't even know if that's an American. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it's an American. Um, no, that's that's a yes, that's a Palm Jeep, Springs. Jeep, Jeep that's a Palm Beach. That's a Palm Beach mobile. <laughs> <bar. laughs> they're they're everywhere over here. So um, I mean, it snows a lot. You know, you need a four wheel drive over this way. It's yeah. uh, guaranteed snow. You know, some days it's. It, I mean, it's terrible. It just doesn't stop coming down some days. So. Yeah, so you need a four-wheel drive, you need a truck. And, and I've got boys, my boys too, so we, we load everything in and, you know, get out in the snow and charge through it and we're good. So I need I need my Jeep. <laughs> nice, brother. Oh, will we see you home soon, any time? Nah, probably not. You're American now. I can hear it in your twang, your twangy voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, would hope, I would hope so. I mean, as soon as the government yeah. lets me back there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll... I, try, I think the last time I was home was uh, 2019 uh, summer, our summer, which is midwinter there. So um, yeah, I'd like to come back. I, I'd planned to come back for Christmas this year, but it, it's just been a little bit tricky to to get back there, and, and I'm busy too. So I, I'd say sometime next year I'll be home. Uh, I have to. Perfect. I want to come home for sure next year at some point. Once uh, you know things. No sort of settle down a little bit with this with this COVID situation. 
Nice, brother. Well, we hope to see you back in NZ very soon, mate. But um, loving your work over in America. Keep going well in the coaching realms, and uh, good luck. And we'll hopefully catch up with you soon, yeah, brother. Thank you, thank you so much for your time. Yep. Yep, same to you, mate. Awesome. Good to hear from you. Cheers, lads. There you go, lads will hire. Legend. Remember, love watching him play, eh? Love watching him play for the Warriors. Such a small guy, but, mate, he was a pocket rocket. He could go good. Ticker. So good. Ticker. He used to be yesterday. He had a huge heart, the Huntley Hurricane. He's still got it too, bruh. He's still in good net. Oh, yeah. he's wow. a. You could tell he used to be a PT. He, he loved the real estate stuff because he wears those tight shirts. and was, He's like, <laughs> looks hench as. No, Lance Ohio is an absolute legend. Is he awesome stuff? That was a great listen. 22 and a half minutes past 7 o'clock. we got some NBA chat to come because it is tip-off in the NBA, the association today. Of course, so it is 22 and a half minutes past 7 o'clock. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Right, we're 27 minutes past seven. Kenar Thai phone line is 0800-150-811. Give us a call. We're talking NBA, all right? Izzy's about to give his picks for the season. I'll give mine at some stage. We want to hear from you. But here's a text. Lance O'Hire and Stacey Jones signed my mate's chest in a bikini at his stag do at the Kingslander pub after a rained-off ODI. It felt like a real public service. Love that. Lance O'Hire, you are a champion bloke. And I can... Imagine that at a rained off ODI. <laughs> All right, Izzy. The association's back today. Ah, oh, love it, NBA. NBA doesn't get better today as well. We see the Nets, we see KD, James Harden, the the Bucks. Nets v Bucks started today, then Lakers v the Warriors. So that's a that's a cracking first day. But I've I've come up with my MVP, my finals, and the one to watch. So I'm going to start with the one to watch. He's um, He's been riddled with injuries throughout his uh, early uh, earliest career. But, mate, from the preseason and just seeing what he's able to do, and he has a big future in the game. I think a guy like Ja Morant. Ja, ja Morant, he's with the Grizzlies. He averaged 19 points. Four rebounds per game. His field goals could probably get a little bit better. He's 60%... Um, 62% from the field goal range, seven assists. He is a PG for the Grizzlies. He's been riddled with injury, but Ja Morant, if you don't know him, go check him out. He is an athlete, and he is one to watch. So for me, Ja Morant is the one to watch leading the season. He's playing with Stephen Adams at the Grizzlies. Hopefully they can form a formidable uh, combination there. So my finals team, but this, look, this is hard, but I'm going to go... The finals teams, I think from the east, I think the Nets will get it done. They'll get there to the finals. And I think from the west, the Lakers. I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm going to put my Lakers there. They are Anthony Davis. they got LeBron James. Russell Westbrook signed with them. They are a team that's been kind of looked at as being old with Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, and Rajon Rondo. We have got a, a lot of age, but we've got a lot of youth. And my MVP, my MVP... I think this guy is going to have a cracking season. He's going to have a breakout season after being injured, coming off some injuries. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant oh, is going to have a huge loose. season for the Nets. He's going to have a big season. 27 points per game. He's got a good average. I think with Kyrie Irving and uh, being gone with his vaccination debacle, <laughs> I think he's going to take that team on his shoulder. You look back to the day when OKC and James Harden when they nearly went away all the way to the finals, KD led the way, 
and put that team on his back. I think KD's going to have a standout season. There you go. Mama, there goes that man. Yeah, nice, Izzy. I love that. And I um, look, it's actually spooky how close you are to me. All right, I'll give my picks after this. Double eight, double three, though. How close is Izzy? He's gone Nets, he's gone Lakers, KD for MVP, Jamarant for someone to watch, a player to have a breakout. Yeah, who are yours? Double eight, double three on the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 150 811. We want to hear from you right now. It's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 27 minutes away from 8 a.m. this morning, a Wednesday morning. What are we, the 20th of October? Gee, October's nearly gone. That is getting spooky areas. Well, the Champions League is flying this morning, Izzy. There's plenty of football going on in Europe, and Manchester City are giving the smackdown to Club Brugge. They are 5-1 up. Sporting Lisbon are 3-1 up in uh, their game against Pesekitis. So we got Real Madrid playing later after 8am. We've got PSG, we've got Inter Milan, and we've got Atletico Liverpool, which will be a hell of a game, a real big clash at the pool stages for both those sides. Porto and Milan play as well ahead of Ajax and Dortmund and then tomorrow well your United are involved we've got Bayern, Benfica, Juventus, Chelsea so very busy time in the Champions League you gave your picks, your you gave your tips for the NBA mate I liked them. Where you going? I liked them. Where you going? I yeah. really I really resonated it was a. It was. It got me going, and I was thinking, I'm going to take this a little bit different. I've got a tip. I've actually got a bet for you. If you like to play into futures okay. markets, New Orleans Pelicans regular season wins, thirty eight and a half. I'm taking the under so hard here. A dollar seventy four. I think this team is a rabble. I think Zion is going to spend a lot of the time injured this year. He's got a foot injury, Mm. which for a big boy is not good. Those big players, when they have feet injuries and that Jones fracture, I think it is, that Jones bone, it is so hard to come back from. They've got a new first season coach. I don't know whether Brandon Ingram thinks he should be the star on the team or whether he knows which way's going, which which he which kind of role he plays. I don't think they have a lot of depth. Jonas Valanciunas was a good pickup, but it makes no sense unless they expect Zion not to spend a lot of time on the court. So I'm taking the under for the New Orleans Pelicans. My MVP, KD. I, I couldn't believe you mm. said that. I didn't think that's where you would go. Uh, I completely mm. agree. I think he's going to have to put the Brooklyn Nets on his back this year. Last year... They were very worried about load management, and they will still be this year. But Steve Nash won't really have the luxury of just... And I think they learnt their lesson that you can't just get to the playoffs and put your foot on the gas and turn it all on at once. I think they probably need to be a bit more methodical with the way they use their regular season. And, yeah, James Harden will never play all games at this point of his career. I think KD is the leader of this team, and I think he is going to come back and have a bounce-back year. And my finals... Well, I've got Brooklyn as well. I think KD has his MVP year. I think they make the finals as we expect them to. And I'm actually taking a roughie to come out of the West. Well, not quite a roughie. I mean, they came out last year. I think we might be overlooking Phoenix Suns a little bit. Is 
I think maybe yeah. I think maybe we need to put some respect on Phoenix's name because for me they only got better over the off season. They've had some re-signings. They've managed to sort out their cap. It looks like Robert Sarva, the the uh, owner, is actually willing to dip into the luxury tax. So Chris Paul, Devin Booker, the backcourt, probably the best backcourt in the league. Um, I think that DeAndre Ayton's going to come on leap and bounds from his first playoff run, and I love them. So I'm taking Suns Nets in the NBA Finals for me. What do you reckon? Mm, I was, uh, look, well, yeah, I like it. I like it. I love the Suns. They've just signed Mikael Bridges for a monster four-year deal. I think it was over $100 million for four years. Um, he's very, very good. Devin Booker, for me, he is the one. He is the, he's the guy that really needs to step up uh, and take it on his shoulders. I've got him in my fantasy league side as well, so I need him to really come through, score points on both sides, assist, even get a couple of boards. Um, no, I really like that, mate. I think they were a surprise for me. I'll be honest, last year, no way in hell, leading that season, I think they'll be anywhere even near the playoffs, let alone playing in the finals against the Bucks. So, yeah, I like that. Surprise. They're going to be. They're going to surprise a few people as well. Mm. Yep, good stuff. All right, well, double eight, double three. All we've really got so far is uh, screw the NBA. It's the MLB at the moment. Told you the Brewers wouldn't get to the get past the Braves. <laughs> Go Braves, chop on. Fair enough. Uh, Lance from Papamol, we know you love your MLB, but people, we love our basketball in New Zealand as well. So double eight, double three, or the Kennards Higher phone line 0800-150-811. Give us a call. Hey, and- what about this? What about this, Louis? This is something I seen the other day about the NBA. Sorry. Fascinating yeah. little stat I saw about the NBA. They were going through the top five most um, valuable NBA sides. Most valuable NBA sides. Sure. As in monetary. Monetary yep. value. Yeah. So the Boston Celtics are worth $3.55 billion. Sure. They are worth $3.55 billion. Then you've got Chicago's Bulls. They are worth $3.65 billion. Fair enough. They're a side. Then you've got the Lakers, $5.5 they're worth. Then you've got Golden State, they're 5.6. But leading the charge, which is surprising, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Knicks. The New York Knicks, 5.8, mate. Like, they are a team that has struggled for a very long time. Haven't really been thereabouts, but is it because is that the New York factor? It's the, the brand New York factor that comes in. The it's, brand. It's the brand, and I think if you talk to New York sports fans, like the Knicks, even though they've been dormant for so long, like there's so much blood mm. and heritage. Like you look back to uh, the Bernard King, Walt Frazier, like they've got all of those legendary players and those legendary eras through the seventies, eighties, and sixties. And the other thing is they own MSG. Like that is like Madison Square Garden, yeah. one of the most iconic venues. That True. is their spirit spiritual home so it's that brand factor i think is but it is always surprising because they can't sort their issue they you know they can't sort their stuff out so that just fascinates me like with the team with so much money and power behind them how why uh, can't they be that enticing to to get a squad and build a squad around them you know like so um yeah just just surprising but hey it just shows what the new york factor does you got dodgers uh, you got the mets you got the jets you got the giants you got teams there you got big, big outfits, so there's just a lot of money in New York. And then you got Andy Ellis's uh, New York's uh, rugby side. <laughs> and he's getting paid heaps. Um, James <laughs> Dolman, the owner, is not a popular guy as well. Nets versus Clippers, boys. Has, Ka- Kawhi has to prove a point with a chip on his shoulder. I think Kawhi's out with a knee injury for most of the season, which is very unfortunate. And we've got more MLB correspondence there. We'll get back to some of that, but we've got to talk cricket with Razine and Peter Fulton, head coach of Canterbury, coming up shortly on SCNZ. 
It is a quarter to eight o'clock this morning, and we are talking all things sport. Uh, NBA, some great texts here, double eight, double three. Make sure you keep sending them through. Uh, lots of people outraged we didn't talk about the Bucks. Well, that's why you can come and talk about the Bucks, all right? So you can come through <laughs> on double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred. What Bucks fans all of a sudden, eh? Yeah, <laughs> cool guys, you can get on the phone and give us a call, and you can talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. And um, and let us know. Up the Bucks, back to back. Here we go. That's Chase from Waioku. And uh, so no reps on the Bucks at all after an incredible 2021 season. No, Nets, easy to come through the East, Louis. WTF. Is it? Did I say that? I don't know if I said that. Is it? <laughs> It's okay. We love having a wee debate, mate. So give us a call on 0800-150-811. But we've got a very important call on the line now. Someone that destroyed our rugby side in the Black Clash. Oh, don't get me don't get me started anyway. But anyway, we're going to chat to him very shortly. Peter Fulton. I can't wait to chat to two meter Peter. Who honestly, it was um, it was inter- it was great to like when you're on the other side watching someone that's been around and played a wee bit of cricket in his time and just getting a front row seat to him destroying us that Black Clash. Kylan Boshier, Kalen Boshier, he actually played with um, Peter Fulton. Uh, through the age groups. I think under-20s, he was uh, coaching Kalen Boshier. Anyway, Kalen Boshier bowled against him in the T20 Black Clash, and Peter put him in the stands. I think it was four or five times <laughs> in the sixth ball over. <laughs> Hit like 30 off him, and they were like, not even just making those ropes, they were into the stands, mate. And I was just sitting there going, what a sad guy. And the worst thing about it is giving Kalen a little bit of word, but then I went up and spoke to him afterwards, and he said, nah, I said to him I was going to do that to him, so... He did. He did. So good on him anyway. But looking forward to chatting to Peter Peter Fulton about some cricket coming up. But we'll keep talking about the cricket. Uh, I mean, the basketball. We've got a few texts here. Kyrie will request a trade, boys. So the likely move is Lillard to the Nets. And that'll shoot both your KD MVP bets. I think there's a chance on a Golden State return to the top with a guy like Lonzo Ball to get most improved players like that, Lonzo. I know uh, Kezer in the background liked a bit of Lonzo. So uh, there you go. With an increased role and Paul George, a chance for MVP. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I like Paul George, a chance of MVP. He's been there and thereabouts. He just hasn't really shown throughout this whole, the whole league and the whole campaign that he's, he, can, he can do it every single game and put a team on his shoulders. Um, yeah, but I'll watch that. I like that. That's from Harrison Marker. Thanks for that text message as well. We've got Jimmy McGregor, which is a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets, a.k.a. Jimmy Butler for the Miami Heat. Um, yep, he's our, he averaged 20 points last year. A few niggle injuries coming back, but I can see him having a big role with the Miami Heat, uh, whether they have a side to, to push um, right to the end. be interesting to see that combination. So love that text message as well. That is from an unknown text. So leave your name. And then we got one. Get up the Celtics. Luka Doncic for MVP and Bucks to win back-to-back. That is from an unknown texture as well. Luka Doncic. I was going to go Luka. I was going to go Luka too um, for the Dallas Mavs. But I feel like I love his shooting and he has got handles. He has got handles. But I just, yeah, I just think some, I think teams are kind of going to get to figure uh, figuring him out. I think teams know on the perimeter. You gotta you gotta put pressure him on the perimeter, but then on the other side he can break your ankles and get to the rim. So yeah, I like Luca, but just I, I just like KD better. 
I just like KD better. I just think his passion behind it. I think he's going to come back and, and and just put that team on his back, Louis. Love there's, it. There's a Keep lot. The Texas coming. Double eight, double three. There's a lot to unpack here from uh, our mm. Texas. Little to the Nets. That is loose chat that I am. Yeah. I'm here for. If that's the no. sort of speculation we're going to get into, I don't <laughs> mind. Um, we're trying to pin down Peter Fulton. Uh, he'll be busy preparing for the Plunkett Shield this weekend. Razine is the paint professionals use, and they look after all of our cricket coverage here at SENZ. So we're going to try catch up with Pete. What we're going to do is we're going to shoot off and see if we can get him during this and. If not, we'll catch up with them at some stage during the morning. But double eight double three and 0800 150 give us a call. Here is your opportunity to talk NBA with us. We It's opening day today. Tip off, Nets Sixers coming up. And then, uh, well, later on, the Milwaukee Bucks, which everyone feels aggrieved that we, it was egregious that we left them off out of our picks. Got to put some respect on Giannis's name. Ah, Giannis is tired, bro. He's had a big time <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> he ordered too many chicken nuggets. Come Even in. though he's in my, he's in my fantasy side, so I need him to go really good. <laughs> he will, bro. He will. All right, we'll be back after this on SCNZ. It is Baz and Izzy for breakfast at nine minutes away from it. Six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled it. Baz and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. We tracked him down. We tracked him down. He's a busy man leading into the season opener this Saturday versus CD. Peter Fulton, he's on the line. Morning, Pete. Morning, mate. How you going? I'm going good, mate. How you going? How you going? How's preparations leading into the season opener, mate? Uh, yeah, no, no. The um, preparations are going pretty well so far. Um, weather hasn't been weather hasn't been absolutely perfect down in Christchurch, which is pretty pretty yeah. unusual. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we're, we're looking forward to getting into the first game, and hopefully we can get through a season without uh, without COVID wrecking everything. Yeah, mate. Hey, talk about this weekend. You got you're playing against uh, CD or Hagley Oval, free entry. Uh, what's that going to look like for crowds? Are we able to get some crowds down? Have they got it all set out so we can have some crowds in the in the stands? Uh, yeah, I, I think actually it's probably probably under level two. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a grey area, isn't it? It's a little bit confusing as to as to what you can have outside. I think it, it might be a hundred or a couple of hundred people. So I'm sure there'll mm. be um, I'm sure there'll be a chance for for a few people to come along and, and have a look and hopefully. You know, hopefully, two pretty strong teams. Um, Tom Tom Latham and Henry Nichols. Matt Henry will be playing for for us, and um, hopefully, hopefully Ross Taylor will be playing for CD if he can get out of Hamilton. Yeah, it's a real real strong teams, Peter. How how cool is it to have the Black Caps back in the opening round of the Plunkett Shield? Like, does that kind of really give it a bit of oomph to it? Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I think obviously it makes it makes the two really strong teams and some good cricket, but. It also, you know, adds some depth to, our, to all the domestic teams, and you know, in our case, there's probably, you know, a couple of, you know, pretty pretty good young batsmen who are going to miss out because Tom and Henry are here. But um, that, mm. that's good for that's good for everyone to have that depth, and that means that you know you've got to be really performing well if you want to be in the team. Hey, like you just spoke about, guys are going to miss out. There was a lot of um, chat about the, a young guy, King McClure, in your side from last year as well. He had a pretty solid season. How's he tracking into this season, mate? And have you done a lot of work with him uh, throughout the preseason? Uh, yeah, no, he's been good. Kenny's been good. He had a little bit of a, a minor elbow operation during the winter, um, which sort of coincided with with lockdown. So, um, but he's he's been going really well. You know, he had a, he had an excellent season last last year, and um, mm. he's always been really talented. 
Um, just, you know, sometimes sometimes with young guys, it takes, it takes a wee bit of time for them to work out, you know, exactly what they want to do. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's worked, like I said, worked on his work ethic, um, loves, loves batting, you know, and he's really, really talented player. So definitely someone to watch this season. So across the three formats, Pete, are expectations high after a couple of pretty strong ones? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you know, I mean, every all six teams will be sitting there telling you they want to they want to win every competition. So, um, yeah, we we had a really good season last year. I guess the challenge is to make sure that we can we can try and you know replicate that or or, or try and get a little bit better because obviously when you know when you do have success, um, you know the, the other teams are going to be trying to knock us off. Beautiful stuff, mate. mate. Hey, sorry, um, just before we let you go, we've got to shoot off because we've got some news to cover. But before we let you go, mate, I just want to ask you about the Black Caps over and we've got one on our home domestic competition, but then leading over to there, uh, you think they're going to do well? Oh, look, I think they've got a pretty you know, a, a pretty good chance of making it to the semi-finals. And then yep. you know, from there, it's, it's anyone's guess on, on the day uh, in T20 cricket, you know, what can happen. Um but yeah, we've certainly got a certainly got a lot of depth in that team at the moment. It's probably the most depth New Zealand cricket's got um, or had, you know, in their history. So uh, yeah, I think if you know if a couple of the, the big players, you know, your Kane Williamson's, your, your Trent Bolts. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is twenty the twentieth of October, a Wednesday, and it's just after eight o'clock. Here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast, we just spoke to Peter Fulton, and we love talking cricket each Wednesday, thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted patent brand for the past 10 years. So thanks very much, Peter Fulton, as Canterbury go to battle this Saturday against Central Districts. Plunkett Shield is back. They take on CD. So looking forward to that competition coming up. Coming up on the show... We've got John Barry. John Barry, about 8, 8.40. He's going to be talking about three-time Group 1 winner, Corsair Mav. Has been drawn barrier number five. Can it do the unthinkable? John Barry is going to join the show and let us know. Give us a little insight. We spoke to Lance Hoyer. Lance Hoyer, any Warriors and League fans, make sure you go over to the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast podcast on our SENZ app. And you'll hear that chat from Lance Hall Hire. See what he's getting up to. He's currently based in America and he's doing big things over there as well. So make sure you check out that we interview there. We've also been talking about NBA. NBA. We've had some great chats about the NBA. Who is your MVP? Who are you looking forward to watching? Who's the final outfit? Who's going to be there when it comes finals time? Got a text here, watch out for the resurgence from my Lakers. Once the team clicks, look out AD. Anthony Davis will be potting himself in the MVP conversation. Jared, that is from Jared. Yes, I'm a NBA and I'm a Lakers fan as well, Jared. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But coming up, we're going to be talking NBA. And it's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up. And well... You wouldn't know it. I got my McCafe coffee delivered at about 7.30 this morning. So thanks to McCafe for watching out for me. I got it delivered to my door. How good's that? Thank you so much. It's only been three months since Giannis broke the Bucks championship drought and brought, brought glory back to Milwaukee. Today they start their journey to repeat as champions with the NBA season kicking off this afternoon as they play KD and the Brooklyn Nets. We've done our best impressions on NBA analysis this morning. 
but we thought you'd bring in someone that has a much better knowledge of the game. Seth Partnow is an NBA analyst for The Athletic with a knack for numbers and analytics. <laughs> An analysis, and he joins us now. Good morning, Seth. Ah, how are you going? I'm going well, mate. How are you going? You excited? The season's about to start in a couple of hours' time, mate. How have you been? Uh, I, you know, I heard you say it's been three months. It doesn't seem like that long. It seems, uh, mm. seems like it was it was kind of yesterday. Um, I'm uh, kind of every year kind of sneaks up on you, and this year is, uh, is no exception. Mate, you've you've been in watching the game for many many years. You have a much better knowledge of about it. What what are you seeing? What are you seeing from the the conversations before the season's tipping off? What are you seeing? Who are the big movers? Who are the big losers leading into the competition? Uh, it's as, as is always the case before the season starts. It's it's a, as much about what's going on off the court. Obviously, the uh, sort of the the Kyrie Irving uh, not having not being vaccinated and so his availability. Yeah. Uh, for the Nets being unclear, um, just today there's been new developments in sort of the Ben Simmons saga in uh, in Philadelphia, and so so those are kind of the two, I would say, the big unknowns heading into the season right now. Even with that, I think that the the Nets uh, enter the season as as championships favorites. I would say, um, as long mm. as as Kevin Durant and James Harden stay healthy. Seth, it's great to have you on the show this morning. And if anyone's got any uh, NBA-related questions, you, you probably don't want to ask Izzy and me. You want to put them to Seth, so text them through on double eight double three. I'm just watching ESPN on my screen here now, and that's what they're leading off with. Um, 76ers suspend Ben Simmons for Wednesday's season opener. How messy is this? Is this really kind of an ugly scene for the NBA where a guy is just flat out pretty much quit on his team? Um, it's ugly in and of itself, and it's doubly ugly because this is the second year in a row it's happened. Um, if you recall, at the start of last year, James Harden did something similar. Um, this one's almost, you, you know, the, the, the first time is tragedy, second time is farce uh, kind of situation because uh, James Harden is a far superior player to Ben Simmons, so this is this is almost looks a little silly for, for Simmons, you know, demanding certain things, whereas Harden, okay, the the Rockets had decided they were going to kind of pivot and rebuild, and Harden didn't want a part of that. So you can at least understand where he's coming from. Um, I think the the this is just a, a a totally messy situation for Simmons and the 76ers, and no one's going to come out of this, uh, you know, to their advantage or looking good or or having really gained anything from this this entire ordeal. So so what's going to happen from this, mate? Look, do you, do you think Simmons is going to have any part to what the 76ers are going to do this season, or are they just going to leave him on the outer and, and hopefully trade him? Or, or, you know, what's going to come out of this? This is just ugly. My best guess is that, um, now obviously the new round of, of kind of silliness might change this, but I think the plan for Philadelphia was always, okay, everyone loves their team in, in October, we're going to get to December. Someone's going to decide to do something different with their team, and they'll come with a real offer for us instead of, you know, the offers they're probably getting all summer, which is, well, you have to trade this guy, so this is the best you're going to get, so trade him for nothing. Um, I, I think that, that that's what, the way they've tried to play this. Now the question is whether that remains tenable with this sort of 
this, this latest drama going on. And then, you know, how, how this affects the willingness of other teams to, to acquire him. Um, he's a talented player who's, you know, an, a, a difficult on-court fit, but, you know, knowing how, how much the NBA teams are kind of worried about their, their, their quote unquote culture, um, this does not make him a, a more attractive acquisition um, for for a team that thinks they, they're going to bring him in and make him sort of the centerpiece of a team. Doesn't exactly scream a lot reliable, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't exactly <laughs> scream. That. It feels like a bit of a good old fashioned steering contest, doesn't it, between Daryl Morey and the Sixers and. Um, ben Simmons, who's just determined to find his way out. Let's stay in the East. We've copped a lot of heat on our text machine today, Seth, for not giving the uh, Bucks the respect that the Bucks fans think that they deserve. Um, I guess they they were, you got to remember with them, like they're one toenail from Kevin Durant from not even getting out of the East, right? Are, are they really still the team to beat in the East? And, and are they getting the respect in America that you think that they do or don't deserve? That's, those are sort of two different questions. I don't think that they're the team to beat in the East. I think, I think again, with, with Harden and Durant healthy, the Nets are, I mean, you start with two of the five or six best players in the NBA in, in Durant and Harden, and, and you're probably the favorite. Um, but at the same time, I, I think that the Bucks are, are considered sort of 1A uh, in the East. Those are the two teams that are considered, uh, I think, rightly so, um, it would be it would be a mild surprise if anyone else was in the conference finals besides those two teams. Put it that way. Yeah, right. I mean, can, love that, love that little detail. Hey, man, can I ask you about the Bulls? The Bulls side, they're in the East. Sure. They're over in the East, and and there's chats about they've obviously got Zach Levine, Vucevic. They've signed Demar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, but Zach Levine, his season out last year was outstanding. Could could they push the East and maybe potentially go? to the finals and be a part of the playoffs? Um, I think the playoffs is probably their, their, uh, their, their ceiling. I'm, I'm lower mm-hmm. on the Bulls than, than a lot of people. I think that they're going to have a very dynamic offense at times. I think that they are going to struggle tremendously to play, mm-hmm. to defend, especially against better teams. Um, yeah. The, the, DeRozan and Levine, neither of them have have ever been especially good defensive players. Uh, and as he's developed in his career, um, DeRozan's best position has been has been a power forward over the last couple of years in San Antonio, and, and that his his sort of deficiencies become even more magnified there. I mean, that if, if, if the matchups don't always work this way, but if you know you lined up the starting lineup side by side. That might mean that uh, DeRozan's lined up against Giannis and Nakumbo, and that's uh, I, I don't think that's a matchup that bodes well for for, for Chicago uh, getting any, any stops ever. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fair way to put it. If we if we swap conferences, do you think one of the most confusing teams in the NBA this year, as far as expectations, is the Golden State Warriors? Absolutely, um, they're they're. They're very interesting, and they're sort of caught between the the last hurrah of sort of the old guard and what to do with with uh, some of the the young talented players they've added over the last couple of years. Um, are, they haven't exactly gone all in on maximizing sort of the the back end of of Steph Curry's uh, reign as an elite player, 
Um, so they're going to need uh, not only you know the the the, the rookies, whether it's uh, it's Jonathan Kaminga or Moses Moody, to to, to play meaningful minutes. They're, they're going to need Clay Thompson coming off consecutive you know ACL and Achilles mm-hmm. injuries. Two of the more debilitating kind of reasonably common injuries in basketball. They're going to need him to return to something resembling, you know, his all-star form uh, from previously and combine that with his age and how important he was to them defensively um, prior to his injuries. That That's that's three severe question marks. At the same time, Curry kind of showed last year that on any given night, he's the best player in the world on many given nights, not just any given night, but on many given nights, he remains the best player in the world. And you have that on your team, and that always gives you a that always gives you a chance. Well, let's talk about best players in the world. Who's your early candidates for MVP? MVP Giannis go back. Nikola uh, Joker, the Joker, can he do it? Or who? Who? KD. We've put KD on our show. Both I, of us I, have thought KD's going to come I think out. It's, I think. Yeah, I, I think you guys are on the right track. Oh. Um, I think, you know it. The, the MVP award is, is it's a combination of sort of team success, individual brilliance, and kind of narrative wins in terms of, of uh, who actually gets the award. And I think all of those kind of point to Durant. I think between the playoffs last year and the Olympics, I think he has a very real claim to, to ever, you know, be the current best player in the world. The Nets are going to be very good. Uh you know, his, this is, you know, talked about Clay, Clay Thompson's Achilles injuries. This is two years on from his own Achilles tear. And, you know, that sort of unprecedented comeback from that kind of injury, I think, gives all the narrative heft to, uh, to, to him, you know, ascending to the, the, the top of the, the top of the pile again. So I think amongst a crowded field, he would be my favorite. Um, I think it's going to be mm. like, I think it's going to be tough for Jokic to repeat. Um, yeah. Just it, there, there was a there was a an unfair, I think, a very unfair sense that he was almost MVP by default last year. He had one of the most more spectacular seasons from a, from a, an offensive center in NBA history last year. But somehow, maybe because he plays in Denver or he's he's got an, uh, he plays in a style that's not as familiar to the modern you know game. Uh, he did not seem to get the credit he deserved, but just again from that narrative standpoint, that's good. that means he's he's facing a headwind as far as as convincing enough voters that he's worthy of repeating. Uh, even though it's it's supposed to be a a single season award, uh, it it almost always there there is that that historical element that, that tends to creep into the actual voting. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Interesting. I've got another interesting one for you, Damian Lillard. Will he keep his peace treaty and stay with the Blazers, or will he pull his trade card and trade? There was a text message coming in with Kyrie Irving going through his vaccination debate, potentially going to the Nets. Could that be a possibility, and could you see that something like that happening? Um, I, My best read of that is that he is probably playing this season in Portland and likely getting traded next year. Um... I would I, sort of the, the the smart money isn't is isn't on the Nets, but it is in the same city. Uh, the, the the kind of the the most common sort of 
speculated slash rumored location is the Knicks. Um, now, whether that that holds up, you know, the, it wouldn't be the first time the Knicks have been sort of rumored to be getting a, a superstar player, and then it's <laughs> not happened. So we don't want to we don't want to say it's a, it's a certainty or anything like that. But that's um, again, I'm not. This is not nothing I'm reporting. It's just sort of the, uh, <laughs> the it's, it's sort of the, the, front news. It's, no, news in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, we'll be clipping this out, wanna, <laughs> aggregating yeah, it. I don't want to break news or anything like that. But it's it's, it's you know it's. it's that's that's the, that's the discussion, <laughs> shall we say? No, love it, love it. Oh, See, let's if we could go full circle just to end this out. Then okay, one of um you might know, but one of our favourite sons is is Sean Marks. Yeah, he played for the Tall Blacks. He's a legend. We really, really respect what he's doing with the Brooklyn Nets and all through that rebuild um, from that that trade back in the day where he kind of took over the team and what he's done w- with all those uh, without all of those picks, of course. Now he's got the situation with Kyrie Irving with uh, Kevin Durant. Just can we just get your best read on this whole situation? Like, what is this weird loyalty you think KD and these guys feel to Kyrie, who really just looks like he's he's trying to blow up this season, and he doesn't really seem to th- it, it, like. Does he even like basketball anymore? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to speculate on on uh, on that part of it. I'll, I'm sticking more to the Nets. I mean, the best result for the Nets would would have been for. Irving to get vaccinated and and to play and 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 uh, there, there being no drama from there. But I think the second best result is them to to sort of take the approach they've done, which is sort of a clean break. Look, okay, well you're not going to do this. We're moving on. I think the worst thing they could have done was have it be a constant: is he available today? Is he not? Uh, kind of situation. And I think that they have the luxury since. Uh, the, you know, since trading for James Harden, that they don't actually need Kyrie. Um, it, as as crazy as that as that sounds to say, like they are they are plenty good, uh, to, they're plenty good enough to win the championship, and I think still be the favorite to be the champion if he plays zero minutes this season. So I think that that that's, that's I think a great credit to to, to Sean Marks to that that he's he's built a team that can actually have that much of a cushion. That okay, one of this, you know, an, an all-star level player just decides he's not going to show up, and you know we're better off not even, you know, trying to convince him to come back. Just moving on. I think you know you start with uh, with, with Durant and and Harden, and then he's done a, a really nice job building a, a very solid roster around them. I think I think signing Patty Mills was one of the uh, was one of the really astute moves of the summer, and you know. Mm. Irving being out is, is, is illustrates just how valuable Mills can be just to step in and not as well, but play a very similar role. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, Seth. That's awesome stuff. We really appreciate your time this morning. You can go follow Seth at Seth Partner on Twitter. He does awesome work for The Athletic. Got a, diff- a couple of different podcasts that you can listen to him on. Really appreciate your time this morning. Enjoy the season, mate. It's great to have the association back. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. No worries. Is he... Kevin Durant, MVP. That's all I heard. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And he, like, even without Kyrie, like they've got Patty Mills. He's a great get from the Spurs um, coming back in. So, yeah, they'll be they'll be a force, man. It's going to be interesting. I love watching. I can't wait for the NBA to start today with a great game. Bucks v Nets. They'll be good. Be good to watch, mate. What a get. He was awesome.
awesome time of year for American sports. MLB playoffs. Uh, we got the NBA resuming. The NFL's on. Of course, hockey too. Loving it. All your American sports heads will be absolutely in heaven at the moment. It's 22 minutes past 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Bulmawati, the party. It's a busy weekend on the punt coming up. So we'll find out what's happening today with Paul Mawate after this. It is 22 minutes past 8. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 27 minutes past 8 o'clock this morning. Thank you for your company. Uh, it's been fantastic to talk some NBA. I know Izzy is a absolute hoops head. So am I. I'll be back to play some 2K before watching the tip-off today. And I love that Seth backed us in, Izzy. $7 KD at the TAB to win MVP. I reckon that's a red-hot piece Ooh. of us, mate. That is good money from the TAB. Why are they so generous? They're not like that usually. Oh, Paul Mwari <laughs> definitely isn't, and he's on the line. G'day, Paul. <laughs> Way up in the sky, little darling. <laughs> yes. And if you fall, I'll pick you up. I'll pick, pick you, you up. up. Oh, it's a, Paul, <laughs> it is the punting song, isn't it? Oh, 100%. If there's one thing you've got to do, you've got to be on course at the Valley uh, to see Daryl do it live. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. I told a story yesterday um, with Smithy that when Winks won her fourth Cox play, I went and turned up to get my media accreditation the day before, and he was doing his sound check. And um, Shannon and me, we we heard this noise, and we rolled around to the front lawn at the valley, and we saw Daryl Braithwaite doing a sound check with about 20 of us just standing there, just watching in the sun, in the Melbourne sunshine. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Oh, sensational. Just brilliant. Um, Yeah, it's, I guess... Cox Plate Day wouldn't be the same without Daryl Braithwaite uh, and, and horses. <laughs> no. I'll be playing it this weekend then because I've got a wee punt on anyway. Come on. Who are you, Izzy, who are you, who are you backing in the – are you very, team very elegant? Are you in the Cox yeah, Plate? I've gone very elegant, mate. Yeah, I have. I've gone very elegant. Yeah, I got her at 7 bucks yesterday. Now she's dropped down to 550 The TAB, they know we're coming. <laughs> I mean, and, they know they know our tissues following it in too. So how good? Uh, uh, who won? Is he? Who won? Is he? this morning? Who won the? Who won the quit? Was it Dave or was it Alan? No, Al. Al uh, can't quite get over the line. It's Dave. Alan. No, no, it was Dave. It was Dave from Christchurch, mate. He was good. Because I heard he was he was going to have a little like a a top run score a bit in the cricket T Twenty World Cup, um, mm. and, and I'm glad he's going to do that because we've got a promotion on selected matches in the Cricket T20 World Cup. Just place a pre-match team top run score a bit through your TAB account. Uh, and if your player scores 30 or more but isn't the team top run scorer, we'll refund your bet up to $50 as a bonus bet. So oh, it's an opportunity. So if, nice. if your player does well but doesn't top score, you've got your chance of getting your money back. Paul. Love that. I love that from you. And today, uh, there's, I'm taking you on today, Paul, at Geelong, of all places. Do you have any promos going at Geelong? You might not, but I don't care because there are Kiwi horses galore at Geelong today. I've already tipped out uh, How Womantic how romantic in uh, race number eight, and I don't mind a couple more on the card I'm going to tip out after the news. So what race promos do you have running today around New Zealand and Australia? Uh, there's not a lot doing uh, today. We're building up to a big, big weekend. Of course, the Cox Plate on uh, Saturday, and we've got uh, meetings at both uh, Rickerton and um, where are Matter Matter this Saturday. So uh, keep an eye out for the promotion there. Um, but yeah, I, I wish you the best of luck today at Geelong. 
uh, it's always a great day at Geelong, uh, what, a week or two out before Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it's the last chance for a lot of these Melbourne Cup um, hopefuls, isn't it? All right, Paul, we'll catch up again. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports marks to choose from. Izzy's on. Very elegant. He's gone very Mm. elegant. Chris Waller, dollar, dollar. Damian Lane. Nick Bashara, one of the owners, bred and raced back here, of course, before going over. There's a real Kiwi flavour to that. It is half past eight o'clock. Here's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, Smithy up after us at 9 o'clock, and then we go into Staffy, the conversationalist. You go and want to have a chat to Staff, give him a call on the Kennards High phone line 0800 150 811 before Kirst and Beave take over this evening. Plenty going on on SCNZ. You can go download our app or listen wherever you are around the country. A little bit of news before I dish out a couple of Kiwi runners in Australia today, Izzy. Well, you think that the vaccination rate needs to be higher in New Zealand. I just picked up an article out of the BBC, and they're lauding their uptake in vaccinated players, so their rate in vaccination, but it still seems low to me, and I guess this probably shows about where they've come to where they've got that they're celebrating this. Mm. So 81% of players have had at least one jab, um, and they've still only got about 68% of all Premier League players have had, now had both jabs, which does sound low when you consider that the, what the NBA are going through, what other leagues are going through, aiming for full vaccination rates. But look, that's just where they are in the world, and I guess the different kind of difference in perception and, and difference in standards thereafter. Uh, of course, they want to see that get as high to 100 as possible. But yeah, they're excited that they've managed to get a little bit of an upswing. 68% of all players now fully vaccinated and 81% of players with one jab. And staying on the vaccine theme, well, Novak Djokovic has declined again to reveal whether he has been vaccinated against COVID-19. And he's saying he won't. He says, I will not reveal my status whether I have been vaccinated or not. It is a private matter and an inappropriate Mm. inquiry. Well, that kind of says to me he's not, because the state of Victoria, where the Australian Open, the Grand Slam event will take place in Melbourne, has introduced a vaccine mandate for all professional athletes, although there are question marks about whether that requirement will be from those coming in from abroad. Obviously, he's a massive draw card. He's the defending champion. But I get the sense that Victoria won't want to be making exceptions, um, even for Novak Djokovic. And I think if he wants to play, my gut would be he's probably going to have to at least say he's vaccinated if he already has been. I don't know. What do you make of that, Is? Yeah, look, it's it's one of those debates, hey? Like, you, you look on the other side and, and people have... Uh, you know, private matters, and they can, you know, being able to keep. Well, I don't know, like the. How do I say this? How do I say this? Like you know, but people that don't want to share their information out, they want to keep a lot of things private. So that creates a debate. And when you see someone like Novak doing what he's uh, making a stand, you know, whether he has to announce that he is vaccinated or not, you know, like that, a lot of privacy matters come into. Uh, into the situation now and and yeah it'll be interesting to see how this all comes about because I can sense from him doing it and there'll be a lot of people out there as well question they've probably got it done but why do they have to tell you why do they have to tell how do they have to prove it I know obviously going forward there's a lot of people um, companies and and businesses that you have to prove it but yeah it's going to be interesting especially him talking about getting lawyers involved and getting the law 
what is the law, you know, they'll be fighting it. So, look, it's it's going to be an interesting matter. I'm getting my second jab now. I'm going at 10 o'clock today. I'm going to go get my, yeah, my second vaccination today. So I'm double vaxxed. I'm going to be double vaxxed about 10.30 today. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those debates that are going to go on for, for a wee while. But I'm getting it done, and I'll be happily... Happy to tell you, right here and now, I'm going to be double vaxxed, and I'm going to go get a shirt that's going to say, I'm double jabbed. <laughs> vaxxed, r- relaxed, and, relaxed. and waxed. <laughs> <laughs> Got to add that bit. Maybe. Um, look, well, look, the, the reality is for Novak, if they say you have to be vaccinated to play, and he still says, yeah. well, I'm not going to tell you, and then he turns up and plays well, the hint is he's been vaccinated. So it's kind of yeah. a, it yeah. could end up being a moot point. All right, pen and paper out, is he? Here's a couple to follow mm. at Geelong today. Reed's text through, Grinzing King is another New Zealand horse race six at Geelong. Reed, love it. The one that I'm interested in is Tutukaka. Damien Lane does the riding. Tony Pike is the trainer. At last start, there wasn't any pace in the race. I think it was at Caulfield, and it jumped, and it actually ended up leading, which Pikey was a bit questionable about. He, he didn't know if he actually liked that. So he's drawn 11 today, but over the 2200, I don't think that's an issue. I think he'll go back in the field, and he'll be able to work into the race. He is a Derby hopeful. He should love the extra ground, the Tavistock gelding. That is race number six. In race number five, we have a former New Zealand galloper who I wonder is probably still owned out of New Zealand. I don't know that for a fact. Osaka. So he used to be trained by Stephen Marsh. He was very handy in his runs in New Zealand. Damien Lane does the riding again. And is he? This screams each way at $9 and $2.90. Here's his fresh up effort. He's had four starts for three wins and a second. So I think you're definitely getting each way mm. value from barrier one over the 1,200 metres in the Hamilton Group dual choice plate race number five, number two, Osaka. And then it would be remiss of me not to point out that defibrillate. Baz's horse, Richie's horse, Lance O'Sullivan's horse is going around again today. Race number seven. It's its last chance to qualify for the Melbourne Cup. Hopefully it can win and win the Geelong Cup and get that exception through, exemption through. Barrier three. It hasn't been running bad races at all. It just hasn't been able to kind of break through for this win yet, this preparation. Uh, It gets 2,400 metres, which it loves. It can get up over distance. I think it will stay all day. It's a shocking gelding. Barrier three. Billy Egan does the riding, knows the horse well. 7.52.40 has to be an each-way chance again. Race seven, number two, defibrillate. There you go. There's some Kiwis in action at Geelong today. Love it, mate. You love it. You know what? I'm going to follow you in with a wee multi. Osaka, Tutukaka, into Howomantic. How romantic. (laughs) I'm going to follow you in, brother. Could be a bit romantic on the show tomorrow if we get it up as well. A little place multi. It is. 116, mate. 116 for all those three together. There you go. My shout. My shout. (laughs) Take that, Paul Moati. We're 20 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Speaking of racing, John Barry's got a live chance in in the Cox Plate. Yes, Coolsign Mav drew a great barrier in five yesterday. We're going to catch up with John, find out how the big boy's going over with Danny O'Brien in Melbourne ahead of the famous race, the Cox Plate, here on SCNZ. Yeah, all right. We're a quarter, quarter of an hour away from nine o'clock, and Smithy's going to take over, and from one Hawks Bay icon to another, um, trainer and horse, John Barry and Coolsign Mav, because yesterday, well, we had the draw of the Cox Plate, features two Kiwi-bred trained and owned horses, probably, of course, but 
It is Coolside Man we're talking about now. A lovely draw. He looked healthy in his gallop yesterday, his look around the valley. I can't wait to hear what John Barry's got to say about him. Morning, John. Morning, Louie. Morning, Izzy. How excited are you, mate? Morning. Because you can probably hear it in my voice. It's Wednesday and the fizz levels are starting to percolate. <laughs> I'm actually lucky, mate. I've been there before, done it, got the T-shirt and, and obviously ran second. <laughs> so uh, I'm probably not as excited as I was 10 years ago. Um, but it's cool. It's a great thing. It's, you know, I live by one of my mantras is, um, you know, those that dare to fail succeed. So we're, he's there. He's a horse. We've, we've planned this 14 months ago to try and get to this race. We've, we've got a ticket in the dance. Everything's going swimmingly well. Hey, mate. Uh, great to have you on the show again. John Barry, mate. Um, I want to ask you about Coursight Mav. How, how's he travelled since being over in Australia and settled in nicely? And how's the preparations been leading into the Cox play? How good? Really good, is he? Yeah, it's, it's, um, he went over last Wednesday night. He travelled beautifully, settled in very quickly, had a canter around the valley on Saturday. He was a little bit gawky or looky, you know. Um, but mm. then business as usual yesterday in a gallop, Luke Nolan, who's on him in the race, um, was, was pilot on board and, and did it really well. So all you ever want in these big races uh, for your prep is just an uninterrupted prep. And so far, uh, all going well. Touch wood, he's, he's had that you know, up to this point. John, you said you've been there, you got the T-shirt. So explain this to us about the valley. When you say gawky, what is it about that specific track that horses do need to look around before they turn up and race? Uh, I think two things. One, the grandstands and everything are right there, right up uh, by the, you know, outside running rail, especially on that home corner, you know, there's sort of a hedge right there um, and, and the, what they call the tab... Um, Tabaret or whatever it's called, you know, sort of a club thing, and it's right there overlooking that corner. So, um, yeah, you literally, if you if you don't turn left on the home straight, you end up in the Tabaret having a beer and placing a bet. So, um, <laughs> it's just it's and a little bit like that, like Happy Valley in Hong Kong. Everything's sort of on top of you there. You know, it's not a big roomy track like Flemington or Caulfield or or, or stuff like that. So, and. And it's sort of a little tight turning track, you know, down the back straights, downhill, you run around the corner and back uphill and, and a short straight to home. So your balance is a little bit different for the horse as well. So, yeah, just just got to, you know, do it and feel it and stuff. But he's he's done all that really well. Nice. I love that detail, mate. Let's talk about um, course I'm at. Draw of number five. Draw number five. What is the perfect scenario come race day? What is the perfect race? to give course I Mav every chance to go well? Uh, I think in the trail, like, uh, the Cox Plate's a bit different in the fact that, yeah, you, you're all there on a Zoom yesterday and they pull your number out and you pick what gate you want, you know. We were mm-hmm. we were number, we were the third one out. Um, the first two went with three and four. Speaking with Luke Nolan and his worry was there's, there's races here on Friday night, the Manicato, and then there's probably another seven races before us on the Cox Plate, rain forecast, just albeit two or three mils Friday, a couple of mils Saturday, and he's just worried that the rail might be a fraction off. So uh, um, that's why we went with gate five. Zaki was out after us, uh, next one drawn, and they come up with six. So the way it pans out, hopefully Captivant, three-year-old, generally goes forward from he's because he's, they've got a lightweight. Uh, he's gate one, so... Maybe he goes forward, Zaki goes, I don't think they'll hold him up this time. You can see him rolling. I think we're going to get a perfect position in the trail. There's somewhere on the back of Zaki or, or maybe Anna Moe from a wide draw goes forward too. But I think thus far it's all looking good. And, you know, if we can just get in the trail 
have something to chase. I think we've seen him at Hastings the last two runs. He gets to the front and starts looking and gawking around and yeah. pricking his ears and think he's done it. So <laughs> he's not going to get that luxury. There's a lot better quality against him. And, you know, I do think he's a horse that's a bit better chasing. I think you'll bang on. You're, I think your appraisal there, John, is very, very close because you're right. I reckon J-Mac's going to stoke him up and I reckon he's going to let him roll. I don't think they like the way that he just kind of didn't quite look comfy last start, Zaki. So I think that they're going to try and nick it and it's going to be a chasers game and whoever can keep up is going to have a chance, if not winning, running a real nice place. So oh, I can't wait, mate. And we know that what you've done with Corsair Mav, if you've made him and taught him to race different ways, which is also the bonus, do you think rain would be an issue at all or would he love it? No, he, he proved that probably here on the first day, is he? And, and even when you're in third at, uh, in Mar- way back in March over at Awapuni, which was a you know, a genuine heavy 10 New Zealand style. So, uh, rain's fine. It's, it's, um, the valley's what's called a scrap air track, so predominantly um, a really sandy-based track, and they drain very well. So, yeah, I mean, if they call it heavy over there, you know, you wouldn't worry us one little bit. No, it wouldn't. Awesome, John. Hopefully it doesn't get to that stage, though, because we do want two live Kiwi chances, and it would be great to see probably as well both flying our flag high, mate. Congratulations for getting to this stage, and um, look, we'll be rooting along come bucks. Saturday. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Juicy odds. Thanks very much. No worries, Johnny. Awesome stuff, mate. There you go. There, so we've got Izzy, Hawks Bay icon, John Barry, Hawks Bay icon, Coulson Mav, Hawks Bay icon, and coming up very shortly, the Doyen, maybe, of Hawks Bay Sport, Ian Smith. He's not far away to sleep on it. I know he's probably got some futures tickets on Coulson Mav as well. We'll talk to Smithy very shortly on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. He'll want to hear from you throughout the morning. And, of course, Staffy, Kirsten Beaver in the evening, and Arvo too. We're not far away from 9 o'clock now on ECNZ.